Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls preview show in conjunction with the Reading Chronicle. Well, it's Middlesbrough away tomorrow. We've had a, obviously had a fantastic start to the season. And to help me talk through it, I've been joined by Matt Joy from the Reading Chronicle. Hi, Matt. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to us making it 15 out of 15. Um, the optimism. Yeah, well, it's a crazy sentence and I can't believe I'm actually saying it because who would have predicted that? No one at all. But you've spoken to the manager yesterday. Um, any kind of major updates that you've got for us? I think the main one, a lot of Reading fans, you know, will be excited about is the, the likelihood of, you know, the new additions playing and, and you know, playing a part tomorrow. I think with uh, Estevez, it's going to be touch and go based on, you know, a sort of a last minute decision as it's going to be with Lucas Zhao, I understand. I think both of those are in line. May also see Semedo. Um, you've obviously got Lewis Gibson, who's not featured yet. So I think there's a chance we might see a bit of rotation, sort of looking ahead to, I mean, we've got, what, five five games before the end of the month and then another two before the international break. So I think that'll be in Paunovic's mind, definitely. And we, we may start to see a, uh, you know, a slightly different side of Reading. We might see a few fresher faces enter the fray, maybe not tomorrow, but, you know, looking ahead, uh, that's that's definitely something to look out for. It's also another transfer deadline day, isn't it? The domestic one. Finally, we'll be through this, Matt. I can imagine as a journalist, you'll be glad to see the back of it. But <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a busy one at all, is it? I think that the message that you know we got from Paunovic yesterday was was very much look. There is there are spaces in the team. There are he, you know he admitted there there are gaps, but he doesn't want to bring in players for the sake of bringing in players. You know, players that won't fit the mould who may be looking as Reading as a, a stepping stone to a, a future move, perhaps, you know, next summer. That's not what Panovic wants. It's clear that he wants, you know, players who are dedicated to the club, who, you know, wants, want to perform for the club. Um, so I, I think if the right opportunity and the right player sprung up, we, we may see an addition. But I, I certainly wouldn't be saying, I think there's, there's, you know, there's every chance of it could happen. But I think that it's not going to be a case of, a mass, you know, a, a mass amount of movement in or out. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're expecting at the moment as we speak, you know, it, it could all change a minute after I say this sentence, but we're not expecting much uh, in terms of, you know, outgoing. Panovic said no one's looking to me. Yesterday he said no one's looking to leave. You know, he's he, he's happy with the squad. The, the squads seem to be very, very happy with Panovic. So it's quite settled at the moment. And I think, you know, you don't, you don't want to wish for too much and, and sort of ruin that that sort of harmony that we've seen in the club and in the squad this week. And we've obviously got the free market moment, haven't we? Which is uh, basically players have been released and there must be so many of those with the COVID restrictions and all the cash flow issues. Mm. That's another one that could be, we might see more action in that one possibly. I mean, like I said, yeah, there, there is every chance, I think. You know, Reading are by but by no means the only club who are in the position of sort of it's a balancing act between ensuring that you've got the correct depth in all of the areas and also balancing that between the financial implications of what we've been going through recently in the last sort of half a year or so now as it is. Um, so I don't think that you know Reading certainly aren't alone in probably not having the depth that they may want, but you know. If you're if you're Panovic and you've got 12 points from 12, and the, the the situation is certainly a lot you know calmer and a lot more stable than it was 
uh, when he came into the club, do you want to necessarily disrupt that? And then that might be something that's playing on his mind as well. So moving back to Middlesbrough away tomorrow, we kind of know what we're going to get from a Neil Warnock team. Obviously, speak to a Middlesbrough fan, that'll be on after this one. But it's kind of, that is going to be a real, real test. I know they've only got five points, a tenth on the table, but you never underestimate one of his teams, Matt, do you? You don't. And one thing, I mean, I'm a big fan of Neil Warnock. I always have been. I think football definitely needs characters like him. It's it's a better sport having, and it's a better league when he's managing the club. As much as we all love to hate him, I think he's a, you know, a, a very, a very accomplished manager. And he, you know, we know from his sides they are going to be tough to play against, tough to break down, and that's perhaps what Reading have struggled with. I mean, you look back so far this season. I mean, not that we necessarily struggled at all, so to speak. But um, you look at the Barnsley game; that was very much a game of restricting any sort of creativity within the Reading's within Reading's ranks. Whether Borough will line up in such a, not negative, but, you know, such a cautious approach being that they're at home, I doubt that they'd be as negative. But, you know, if they, it, that is always the, the the danger with Reading is if they don't get the, the space to sort of manoeuvre the ball in the, in the final third of approaching the penalty area, that's when it can be sometimes a bit tough to, uh, to carve out chances. So I, th- I don't think, you know, Borough should be underestimated at all. And I don't think a Neil Warnock side ever should be. But at the same time, confidence is probably at, you know, without wishing to speak for players, I can't imagine that their confidence will be an issue at all at the moment, um, based on, you know, the opening few games of the, the league campaign. So if if you'd ever back a Reading team to confidently break down a, a well-organised uh, defensive outlet and a, and a well-structured side, it would probably be now. Uh, I feel like you're tempting fate there, Matt, and I totally agree with you. Oh, I know I am. Setting myself up for fate. <laughs> no, I totally agree, but it feels like they're kind of, oh, no, I can just see what's coming here. But will Ovi Ajari be back for that match? Because he is one of those creative players, obviously. I certainly think he's in He's in contention. Um, you know, we, we don't have John Swift. He'll be out for a number of more weeks. That is a, is a loss because I think you, you look at how those three play him, those two and Michael Elise, they complement each other so well. Uh, and I think Swift really brings out when he's on song, brings out the, the best of both of those. So that's perhaps, I, you know, that is the one worry I have a little bit is if Ajaria does feature, Annalise does feature, uh, whether we will see quite the same amount of create. I think Swift's very good at linking sort of Laurent and Renamota and those two, as we saw, you know, in, in a perfect example of that was away at Derby. Um but then again, you know, if, if Ajaria didn't feature, you've got plenty of players waiting in the wing for their opportunity. I mean, you just look at how Sonny Aluko performed against Watford. That came out of relatively nowhere, it must be said, and, and full credit to him. Uh, really performed well. You've know, got players like Yaki Mate who can certainly do a job out wide. So I don't think Ajari would necessarily be, should he, should he not feature? Um, I don't think I think there are players who can step up into that void certainly, and I think you know you've got to look at as I sort of alluded to earlier the number of games coming up. Um, it is going to be a balancing act between getting you know as much creativity outside as possible, but you know it's kind of not damage limitation in terms of you know injuries, but there's got to be, you've got to strike that balance between um, keeping you know playing your your most fully fit squad uh, and obviously putting your best eleven out. So I. I I th- he's certainly in contention. There's nothing that suggests that he isn't. I think Pavlovich said, you know, it was a year Don Swift and Aaron and the players that are still out. 
So I, I believe he at this point is is in contention. Um, but whether we we do see him, I think, as I said earlier, I think we we may see a bit more rotation than we've seen in, in previous games, given the given the hectic schedule coming up. On that point you just made there by rotation, there is a big question just sitting there. Will Lucas Jow come back into the team? Or will George Puskas keep his place after scoring the winner in the last game and also scoring a penalty against Middlesbrough last season? Mm. How, how are you feeling about that? Which way are you going to go for this one now, Matt? I personally would start Puskas. I think if there's any doubt that Lucas Zhao is not 100%, because as, as Panovic alluded to yesterday, it's going to be a last-minute decision. I don't. I wouldn't want to see if, it's, if he's you know, 98 99% fit and there is that chance that He's not quite up to, to, to his full capabilities. Given what's coming up, I, I would rather see Pushkas and then maybe go with Zhao against Wickham on Tuesday. Uh, we saw that Pushkas performed very, very well in that in the Watford win. Uh, I, I previously have said that, you know, he doesn't necessarily suit the, the one up front, but he, he proved me wrong definitely in that showing. So I, I would have a lot more, not a lot more confidence, but I, I would certainly feel that, okay, you know, that's it's, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to revert to uh, to seeing you know Pushkas perhaps running around a little bit aimlessly as we saw at periods last year. I thought and um, you know I, I, I think I would personally go with Pushkas unless Zhao is absolutely one hundred percent. And even if he was, I, it would be very harsh I think to take Pushkas out of the team as well, given that he was the you know the game winner against Watford. I know that's the thing, isn't it? It's all about morale as well, not just about some people will be listening to this thinking, well, um, Lucas Chow is one of the best strikers in the championship at the moment. Um, but then there'll be other people thinking, well, I think George Puskas could be as well. It's a great position for Reading FC to be in, have this kind of just glut of players involved, which is really weird. I can't believe that we're in that situation. So I would personally go for Lucas Jow, but the reasons you give about the fitness uh, are very fair and we'll see how it goes tomorrow. But what is your prediction on the scoreline tomorrow? Matt? I think it's going to be, uh, I, I'm going to keep the, the level of confidence up. I think, as I've, as I've said, why not at this point? I think it's going to be a, a very tough game. I think it might be backs against the wall at points, but I, I think Reading might just nick it and I'm going to go Reading by a solitary goal. I'm going to go the, the boring result 1-0. Well, boring, that, but yeah, we take it. Boring about that. <laughs> no, true, true. I said that as soon as I said that, I thought, no, that's completely wrong. That's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Welcome to my world. I do that on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of. I'm gonna go. I spoke to the Middlesbrough fan last night. He's coming up in a minute, and I go for a two-all. I just feel that Middlesbrough is going to be a bit tough, but I hope I'm totally wrong, Matt, and you have got it spot on. Another clean sheet would be amazing. Well, I mean, you know, two all away at Middlesbrough, I think at the start, of this, that shows what an influence that Panovic has had in his very, very, you know, early days as, as Reading boss. The fact that we're looking at a trip to Middlesbrough and thinking it would be a bit disappointing if we only came away with a draw. I'm sure at the start of the campaign, we'd be thinking, right, well, if we get 13 points out of the first 15, we're definitely not going to be complaining. So, you know... I, I, I wouldn't at all be discouraged if Reading did only get a draw. I think, you know, it's a, it's a long season. By no means are we going to win every game. Um, but I just think at the moment, you've, you've got to bat Reading just based, but just based on the fact that, you know, things are going very, very smoothly. 
I hope you're right. And thank you for joining me, Matt. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, you'll be back next week with the next preview. So cheers. No worries. So now it's time for the opposition view. And it's Moodlesborough this week. So we thought we'd get Johnny Burdick on from the Borough Breakdown podcast. Definitely check them out if you're interested in Middlesbrough. Not sure there's loads of them in Reading, but you never know, Johnny, do you? You could never know. Never know. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough uh, Supporters Club in the South. I think we have one there. So hey, you, you never know, mate. You never know these days. <laughs> no, well, I mean, my dad's from Sunderland. And he's a Sunderland fan. So may not have been the best time to mention that, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what have you been thinking of your start of the season so far, Johnny? We've been okay. Um, we've We've been... A very Neil Warnock side, if that can be, is a good description. Hard working, um, not as creative. Um, we, I don't think we're a fully, we're a full, uh, not a ready, ready, ready article yet. I don't think we're not, we're not finished yet. Um, I think we've got a lot to prove towards the end of the season. But at the start, you know, if you if you said we'd be tenth after five after four games, I would have bit your hand off. I think it's the highest we've been in about twelve months. So it's. Uh, there's plenty to be optimistic about. Yeah, and obviously you've won your last game against Barnsley as well. And when Neil Warner came in, you were really dicing with relegation, weren't you? Yeah, we weren't, we weren't great last, uh, last year. Um, it was just a combination of, of different things. Um, Woodgate didn't have experience around him. The signings just weren't ready yet. I think Dykesdale, who was assigned last year, this year has been tremendous. Um you know, we just couldn't score goals. It was just a, a massive domino effect, really. We just couldn't, we just didn't have a bit of luck either. And I think you needed that at times. We threw games away at good moments. And yeah, we were, we were, I think we were pretty much good, certain to go down if we get, stayed in charge. I think, I think we would be playing league football, league one football this year. But hey, Neil saved us. So he, I think he saved us at your place as well. So it's an absolute yes. ideal. Yes, yes. That game last season, the 0 0 one, and um, uh, no, not 0 0, the game against Middlesbrough. And also, the game I went to at Middlesbrough, that is such a long journey to lose one nil, Johnny. I mean, is that really fair on your club to do that to us? I mean <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, hey, we've got to travel we've got to travel pretty much the thirst, I think. Obviously if, if this wasn't a, a COVID season. So yeah, we it's it's a shame for us we have to pretty much travel everywhere. So but yeah, I know what you mean though. It's 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 brutal coming to Riverside, it's freezing cold, no nothing around you. I mean obviously watching hoofball for an hour, so it's uh for an hour, so it's not great, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, we were not great that day as well. So I'm not going to say that we were perfect at all. But kind of with Neil Warnock, you'll know what you're going to get. What's the kind of fan feeling about him up there in general? I know that's kind of put you on the spot, but well, how would you see? Is he loved or is he kind well, of just, we'll deal with him? I, to be honest, he's, he's loved at the minute. He's um, Everyone just seems to have bought in of... What he's trying to do, what he's trying, what he says, he says all the right things. What a manager tends to do anywhere on the area, and you know he just seems to fit in really well. He used to play at um, Hartlepool for a few years, I think, when, when he was in his playing career, but in about eighteen hundred. So, um, it's uh, yeah, he, he's 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 fitting really well. Um, I've even said if we get promoted this year, I'll get horny for Warney tattooed on my bum cheeks. So, oh, it, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> so it's uh, if, if that happens, great. But uh, if not, if not, then it's, I've saved the butt cheeks. So it's uh, but yeah, I think people love him. That people absolutely love him up here. So it's uh, 
whether he stays for another season, who knows? If if he doesn't, then it'd be, I think we'll be shaking his hand and saying thank you anyway. If he does, yeah, got he's definitely one of those managers that if you've got him, they normally love him. But yeah. if he's against you, you cannot stand the side of him. He's oh, very bad, like, isn't he? Yeah, I used to hate him. I used to absolutely hate him until he came. Um, but when obviously when he came, you you go well, yeah, you're gonna have him, and he's probably the most successful manager in the championship, isn't he? So. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's nice to have him now. Anyway, he had a great record against us, so it's nice to not uh, not well not have that now. Anyway, oh no, I mean he's such an amazing man from the sort of local university in the area, but such continuity. There's very few clubs that have got an owner that is that entrenched with their team now. Mm, well, yeah, yeah. I think obviously, was, do you mean in terms of do you mean like uh, the chairman Steve? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, yes, yeah, Steve's obviously he's kind of taken a bit more of a step back um, now from from previous years. He used to be quite open to the to the press and to the fans, and now it's very much we see Steve Gibson once every blue moon. Um, so it's he's a much much quieter role now. He's keeping us afloat. He's probably the best chairman to have at this current time. And um, I think sometimes if you do have like foreign owners in in this particular time where losses are recurring quite frequently, obviously with no fans being in. Um, and obviously there's obviously there's a massive domino effect besides that as well. Um, but I think it's probably the best man we could possibly have um, as, a, as a chairman, but everyone, everyone wants extra investment. So uh, I would never say no to that, but I think it was uh, was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading FC. We've had so many different owners and different people involved. It's what we really crave is to have that continuity. And I kind of look on with it a little bit enviously because he's really <laughs> still got that figure there. So looking at your team, what would you say were the strengths and weaknesses of Middlesbrough as we sit now? Oh, tough one. Um, we've changed a lot. We've changed a lot since we last played during, um, in the back end of that COVID season. Um, just signed Patrick Roberts again for another year. So that's um, a great signing for us. I think he's, he's going to give us that creative flair that we lack probably over the last few games. Um, defensively, we don't look great. I, I'm not saying we're 100%, but we're playing with Paddy McNair on one side. Um, we've got one actual centre-half in, in, in Dale Fry who'll be fit. Um, and then we've got Anthony Dykesteel, who I mentioned earlier, who's been absolutely tremendous over the last few games. Um, but we're playing a weird system now. It's more of like a 3-5-2. Um, but when you watch the watchers play, you tend to see McNair come into midfield a little bit, just sneak in um, over halfway line, so he adds like a different, a different uh, midfielder. Uh, so it's probably something to watch for you guys. Um, but in terms of a big strength, Chubrak Pom coming in looks like he's hit the ground running. It looks like a good sign from Warner. We've got Paddy, uh, got Patrick Roberts come back in. Jed Spence, who came through last year, he's looking very bright. He's not had the, the best start of the season so far, but. I think you'll start coming good again. And um, but in terms of in terms of weaknesses, uh, defensively we're not great, especially set pieces, which is strange. Ooh. Which is really strange coming from an Neil Warnock team. But it's uh, yeah, we're, we are we're very not... good at set pieces, Johnny Reeves. All of a sudden, it's just kicked in that we're actually good. For years we've been dreadful. Yeah. All of a sudden, the last four matches, it's like oh, we've discovered that finding a teammate is a pretty good idea. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of it's crazy what you can do after you beat the first man, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, that if if uh, like I was like I was about to say, it's probably where the game is going to be put won or lost. If probably from a set play, I'm assuming. So I kind of want to say we want to get something, but you ne- you never know. You never know. 
No, so if there was one player in the recent history of any time in Reading FC who'd quite like to have seen in Middlesbrough, kind of a secret player, maybe you wouldn't tell everyone, who would that be? From Reading? Um, I love Jordan Obita, obviously the left-back, got injured, um, had a couple of injuries, I think he's had a couple of injuries now, so he hasn't got a club here, so you never know. Um, but then also, Kevin Doyle, Kevin Doyle, him and Leroy Leiter, was an elite Reading football club, you know, like... You just, that was the golden era of Reading, I guess, wasn't it? For like, the, yeah, in the no modern totally. era, anyway. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, Kevin Doyle was great. And obviously, um, I, I would have loved to have John Nobita when he was younger, when he was breaking through that in the Reading team. He looked like a really, really good player. Um, but who knows what he's going to be doing now, anyway, since he's not got, not got a club anymore. Possible with this world of football. But, um, is there any matches between us and you in the last few years or a period that you particularly remember? I mean, for me, it's Middlesbrough, first day of the season, at the Medeski Stadium, first ever match, 2-0 mm-hmm. down, Middlesbrough fans singing, this is the Premier League. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, it's 3-2. Um, you've probably got a completely different match, I would expect. No, no, it was it's the same match, I'm thinking. Of, to be honest. Wow. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Because it's interesting for me, Southgate was, uh, I think, was it 2006, I think, that game was, I think, yes. maybe? Yeah. yeah um, so, Southgate's first ever game as, as a manager. So, yeah, I can remember it. And it was the start of a, a long decline um, under Southgate. So, it was a, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great day. Like, it was a bit sickening when you obviously you tune up, you think, this is dead easy, good win to start off the season. Just came off the back of the Europa League final as well. So, it was... Um, it was a uh, obviously just got beat off Sevilla. We just lost our manager um, Steve McLaren to England, and then we thought new beginnings under Southgate. And we thought great, rough, rough off to the races. And then by ninety minutes, we were just devastating. So that's what always makes me think of Kevin Doyle and Leroy later. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, that game in particular is a, a key one. I think it, it always rings to mind every time we play Reading. Definitely, I always remember Mark Viduka had a goal ruled out that was probably onside. Probably was, and yeah. it kind of. Yeah, those are the ones that uh, stay with you. But we've all had those games when we made a mess of it, basically. So, mm-hmm. how do you think it's going to go on Saturday, Johnny? Are you going to go for a home win? Bear in mind, we are twelve from twelve. I mean, I don't want. Yeah, I want to keep saying that whilst I can. Yeah. You've got to, I think. You know, Panovich is. He's, he's. It looks like he's trying to build something, and I quite like that. Now, obviously, you've got to give him time. I think. Um, you've had a few managers over the last couple of years, so it, I think you'd be loving that stability if if he does does stay. You don't want to be like a Nottingham Forest where you change managers every every two weeks. So, um, I would love to say a home win, but I think the draw is probably the going to be the result. I think um, I just don't think we have the. I think you guys are really riding the riding the wave at the minute, and I think the international break probably came at the wrong time for you. So, I think a draw would be a good result for both teams. I'm going to go over one one draw. I think. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I think I'd probably go for the same as well. Our record against you is not great in the last few years at all. Um, Patrick Roberts tortured us at a game at the Medesi Stadium. So um, I'm not particularly pleased to see him back. And I see you shaking your head there, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for a few more goals. I just go two all. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So thank you for joining me, Johnny. If you've enjoyed the podcast, um, retweet it, get involved with us, and we'll be back on Saturday after the match. Cheers.